Mom, where are my cleats? Dad, are you going to be able to come to my play? <sighs> he forgot his lunch today? I have a science project due tomorrow. Hey, Mom, can I have some friends what over? What time does the game start? Can we please? Am I driving or are you driving? She has a performance The laundry that is out Why of can't control. I where from? is his jersey? Welcome to the Victory Couch Podcast with Rick and Julie Rando. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Victory Couch. My name is Julie Rando. And I am Rick Rando. And we are here on the Victory Couch. We made it, Juliana. We are celebrating today. What are we celebrating? We're 21 today. 21. 21st episode. Yes. This episode is not dedicated to the alcoholic beverage, but we are just going to have fun tonight. (laughs) We're just going to have fun. I'm up for some fun. Are you up for a little bit of fun? Yeah. You okay yeah. if I get started? Yeah, you Before know. Before I do, can you share kind of how we do this just briefly? Well, first of all, welcome to the couch. I am on the left side of the couch. Julie is on the right side of the couch. And uh, yeah, we are celebrating victories this evening because A, we made it. And B, it's going to be fun because Julie said, she briefed me, that all of her questions this evening are fun. So in case you don't know, she brings two questions to me that I have never heard before. I bring two questions to her that she has never heard before. And we banter and we celebrate the answers and also maybe impart some wisdom and and or some fun. So yeah, Jules, what do you got? You get to go first tonight. All right. Well, I'm going to take it to... Probably the only YouTube channel that we welcome both of our kids to watch. And that is one of the Dude Perfect. Dude folks. Perfect. Yeah, they're amazing, right? We we enjoy Dude Perfect. We all have our favorites. I'm Team Ty. <laughs> um, in fact, our son in fourth grade dressed up as Ty, which is hilarious. But I happened to stumble upon a Dude Perfect video this week. And in honor of Halloween which we are a couple days away from, I would like to go over the top 10 candies that they say of all time. And we're going to do something slightly different. So humor me on this one, all right? Okay. So, all right. So these are technically Ty's top 10 candies of all time. I'm going to rattle them off and you either say yes or no, or you can say gross or good, whatever you're comfortable with. Okay, okay hold on a second. So I am saying whether they're my to- in my top 10? You just, you would say, you, let's go with gross or good. You'll be like gross or good. Okay. Okay. A so, candy can be gross? Or like you can say yes or no if you're more comfortable with that. Yeah. Okay. I think we'll do yes, that. Okay. You can say yes or no. And then at the very end, I have a bonus question. This is all part of my one turn. I'll make it quick, okay? Okay. Okay. Sure. So I'm going to go backwards. So I'll start with Ty's 10th favorite and make it to one. So basically, if you've never seen Dude Perfect, it's a group of guys who do all sorts of cool things. And one of the things they do is they like to rate, like their top 10 movies of all time, their top whatever. And it's fun to hear our kids and their feedback and all that kind of thing. But since we're approaching Halloween and we're talking about candy and favorites i just thought hey let's do it like they do and you tell me yes or no so i'm going to give you 10 candies i'm going to start with ty from dude perfect's 10th favorite make it up to one you tell me yes or no and at the end i have a follow-up question just go with me on this one so swedish fish yes milk duds no payday yes sour skittles yes really 
fruit stripe gum. No. Isn't that funny? Sweet tart ropes. Yes. Caramel apple pops. No. Nerd ropes. Yes. These are all tied for third on his list. Nerd ropes. Sour Patch Kids. Yes. Laffy Taffy. No. Two is something I don't think I've ever had. A Reesen. Mm, don't know what that is. It's no, like a thank little you. chocolate something. And this shows that they're younger than us. His number one of all time was a baby bottle pop. No. Okay. My follow-up question is, what are your top three candy bars or candies of all time? And here's the caveat. It has to be something you could find at like the gas station or like a Sheets or a Wawa, like a convenience store. So you have to find it in there. It can't be like, for me, I'd be like Ritter Sports Chocolate. You can't find that everywhere. So a really common top three candy of all time. And think Halloween candy. That's what I want you to think of. So top three. I would say number one would have to be the Kit Kat bar. Uh, I love the crispity, crunchity part of the bar. I also like how it's in fours. So you feel like you're getting more mm. with the bar. I know you're not because there's a lot of air in there. Sure. But I'm just saying like you could eat one and you're like, oh, I think I'll have another. And like, oh, I'm only halfway. So I might as well get the third. And then you're like, well, just one more. So I think it's strategic because I think you can eat more of those. But here's the thing. The mini Kit Kats, I think, are better than the actual full size bars. Oh, so they okay. sell these like fun size yeah, Kit Kats. Yeah, yeah. They're like bite-sized mm-hmm. Kit Kats, they're better. And I tell you why, because they have more chocolate. They do have more chocolate, yeah. So if I would rate my Kit Kat consumption, I would say that that would be top three, um, but all, but the mini ones. I know exactly what you know you're what talking, I'm talking about. about, right? Not the two wrapped together, the singular, no. and right. it is more chocolate. It's, yes. t- it's a tiny thing. It's, it's yeah. like a little bite. Oh, yeah, yeah. I could, eat the, I could eat 100 of those. Okay, I'm following. All right, so that's one. Uh, I'm going to go Three Musketeers there because... Um, there's just something about that stuff in the middle, the nougat, nougaty mm-hmm. air fluffiness. It's fluffy. It's it, on the it inside. It makes you feel like you're not having something too bad for yeah, yourself. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like you eat one and you're like, oh, that wasn't bad. I mean, that was only like 800 calories. I could probably do another one of those. But also again, have to be the little ones. Cause oh, you the, like fun size. Cause the big ones are like, it's just too much. And also I think this is how they get you. Okay. This is how people probably consume more calories than so if you get the smaller one it's not it's like you're oh i had you, you can eat like six of those which is equivalent to like like Three two full-size candy yeah, bars that's what yeah. i mean but you feel like oh it's just a little one just a little guy <laughs> right so i think that would go go number two and i think number three i'm gonna round it out with either the crunch bar but it has to be a t- it has to be the little the ones, uh-huh. the minis, because again, there's more chocolate there. I think they're thicker. I think, and or I'm going to go back to Easter, Reese's peanut butter yes. eggs, Reese's peanut butter eggs at Easter. I think, and the chocolate to um, peanut butter ratio mm-hmm. is perfect yes. in those eggs. I agree. Better than the cups, in my opinion. Yes, no, I agree too. Yeah, the cups. It's almost like it's like too much chocolate. I think. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe I just said that. And it's a harder chocolate than it is. It's like yeah. a soft chocolate. Yeah. You Plus, you, 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 unwrap, uh, you unwrap it from the wrapper and you get little chocolate flakes everywhere. Um, that's just me. Okay, maybe that's just you. Yeah. I have good news for you. Yes. You like all the miniature candies. Yes. In a handful of days, mm-hmm. we will be going through our child's 
Halloween bag. Searching for bad candy. Well, and because we have a child with food allergies, we yes. have a system. He, like, obviously he's going to get a ton of chocolate because that's what people give out. And he can't have chocolate. So we trade kind of, uh, we call them lost and safe candies. So, you know, a pack of Skittles for, for you, a crunch bar, you know, like, so yeah, yeah we trade it out. So yes. yeah, it's coming up. So there's your Halloween candy fun. And yes. I like to see how you lined up with the guys from Dude Perfect and your thoughts. Yeah, but here's the thing. Here's the thing on that. Those guys are younger. And there was not a lot of chocolate on, not, in their in their list. No, so just a they couple. were thinking like candy candy. Candies, like yeah. sugary stuff. I'm a I'm a chocolate holic. So purist, yeah. You, how many out of my three all or out of my three and a half slash four, mm-hmm. all four had chocolate. All chocolate. All yeah. chocolate. Um What do I, you got? I what, was what, wondering, what, would you like to know what my top three favorites are? Absolutely. Okay. I'll just I'm not going through all of his, but I'll tell you out of the ones he listed. I am yes and amen to Nerd Rope, to the Caramel Apple Pop, to the Sweet Tart Ropes, and to the Payday. Everything else can go. Fruit Stripe Gum loses its flavor after like three bites. So that surprised me that made the list. But um, All right. My top three that you can get at any convenience store in the great United States would be uh, the Nerd Rope actually made my list. Heath Bar. Hmm. which you are not a fan of, but that means more for me. And Reese's. Just, I think Reese's in general Reese's as a Cups brand. or Reese pieces? It doesn't matter to me. Um, I've never met a Reese's cup or product that I did not like. Hmm. Not a one. Now, are there ones I like more than others? Of course there are. The cups that have the Reese, like the miniature Reese's, on, um, they're like Reese's Pieces inside of a Reese's peanut butter cup. You follow me? Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, I'm kind of medium about those. And the It's cr- too much. It's too much. Yeah, I kind of, I'd like them separate, which sounds more like a you thing, but I would. Um, and the, anything that's not an Easter egg. So a heart, a Christmas tree. You don't like the Easter eggs? No, hold, just hold on, hold on, hold on, just for a second. So I'm saying anything except the Easter eggs, heart, Christmas tree, what other shapes do they have? I don't know. Any which way. What I'm saying is the Easter egg is the queen of the seasonal yeah, shapes. Yeah, it's the best. It is. So yeah, I'd say anything Reese's, but I like Reese's Pieces. I like, um, I actually like, you know how sometimes they do... Like an all peanut butter one. It's like peanut butter on the outside mm. and then the regular. And mm. then they, I don't, mm. I will tell you what I don't like. White is, chocolate. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the white chocolate one. Yeah, I'm with you on that yeah, one. Yeah, I need like a real milk chocolate yeah, or no, whatever yeah, it is. I, yeah. I think everybody has their favorites. Everybody goes through their kids' stuff, uh, right? Yeah. yeah, it's parent tax. Do you know, do you know that Jimmy Kimmel bit where yes. the day after <laughs> yes. you're supposed to tell your kids that, um, like, that we threw away like yeah. candy or something, yeah, it's something and like then that. watch the kids flip out and you're supposed to record it and yeah. then upload it and send it to Jimmy Kimmel. To Jimmy Kimmel and yeah. when the kids said, what happened? I said, well, Jimmy Kimmel told me to throw it away. And they're like, I hate Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny Kimmel or whatever. They, <laughs> they always say it wrong. Yeah. yeah. That's Aww. those, those clips are, they're, they're pretty funny. Yeah. I've seen a couple. I, we would never do that to our kids. I never in a million years would do that because, no. you know, even our son who's in middle school, he said to me the other day, he was like, hey, mom, do we get off on Halloween? Isn't it a school day? And I'm like, yeah, but it's a Monday this <laughs> it's a year. holiday. And he's like, wait a second. 
He's like, man, we can offer things like President's Day. He's like, he's like, Halloween's like the best kid holiday ever. Like, that's what we should get off. And I was like, <laughs> buddy, I don't disagree with you. <laughs> I was like, and I the get day it. After I the get Super Bowl. it. I, mean, I know. Come on. I'm like, geez, like that. Yeah, I hear you. And I, I think, yeah, Halloween's fun. I'm glad it's coming up. I think, um, you know, because Lawson's getting older, he is wanting to hang out with friends more. And I am thankful that he will give one last go in the neighborhood minimally. I hope it's not his last year, but going with us and with the sister and he's going to have one of his best friends with us this year. And it's so different. It's fun. different passing out the candy too, right? Cause you get to like, you get to stay inside, mm-hmm. usually have like something playing on television. It's warm in there. You don't have to go anywhere and you can sample. You can like one for you, one for me, one for you, one for me. So yeah. I, I like that. I just love our little neighborhood and our tradition. I mean, it's like the one night that's not a summer day where everyone's outside and everyone's talking to each yeah. other. And we've actually met neighbors we've never met on Halloween. So, yeah, it's good fun. Yeah, it's it is up. good fun. All right. I started off with candy. What do you have? Wow. Okay. Well, then, let's... Uh Let's get to something kind of interesting here. Okay. okay. All right. This is a bit of a thinker. Okay. Okay. So now that we're 21, we're a little older and you can reflect now between being a kid and being an adult. Um, what is one thing that was tedious as a child or something that you did not like as a child, mm-hmm. but you feel is fun or rewarding as an adult? Okay, something that you didn't okay. like as a kid, but now as an adult, you're like, yeah, I like this now. I think I have the answer on this one. Okay, what do you got? Playing the piano. Hmm, nice. Because when I was a kid, I my parents weren't like forceful, like you have to practice and, de- you know, they weren't like that, which I value greatly. Um, yeah. On the right side of the couch. Yeah, the left side of the couch would be like, you get that piece down, like you got a recital coming up. The right side is like, do you feel like playing today? Is it in your soul? Well, then, you know, I mean, it's fine. I want, when it comes to things that are extracurricular, I want our kids to want to do that. I don't want you ever to be like, man, my mom made me that fill in the blank. Uh Uh-uh. No, it's not going to be that. I mean, other than like my mom made me make my bed, you might have that, but I'm going to keep my opinions to myself on the left side of the couch. I mean, those, because it is your turn to answer. So I'm just going to let you go. And those who are listening, you know, Rick's built differently and that's okay. We're, we're equal here. We're all, one's not better than the other. It's just who we are. (laughs) That's right. But to answer your question, (laughs) piano practice, um, I didn't love to practice piano. In fact, I have memories of my childhood uh, piano teacher, whom I've mentioned once before, I think, on the on the podcast. Um, I remember showing up to practice, and she would have, first off, she'd have a bowl of stickers. You could always pick out a couple stickers at the end, which was a big deal. I don't know why that was, like, so fun. Um, I played from ages 7 to 14, just to give a little range there, um, regularly taking every week. And I just remember on the weeks where like I did not practice at all one bit, she'd be like, she could tell because I would wear my emotion heavy. Like it was all on my face. I was about to break down in tears. And she would be like, Julie, do you just want to play Sailor Song, which was a duet we would play together? I'd be like, mm-hmm, yeah, that'd be great. And uh, I have that memory. But I will tell you, obviously, as it got closer to recital, and we would just do a recital in her house, which was fun. 
but um, as it got closer, my mom would be like, you know, you should probably, and I'd be like, okay, and, and I'd put in the work. And then, you know, actually what I did when I was more of a preteen is what I more enjoyed was making my own songs. I would compose, I would get out, you know, like blank sheet music, mm-hmm. and I would compose songs. Or I would listen to a song, like a pop song that I liked, or rock or whatever, and I would listen to it and hear what note it was, and I would write it out. I would like, you know, back, I I distinctly remember doing this. I'm not going to mention what particular songs pop in my head, because they're kind of embarrassing boy band stuff, which I wasn't a big fan of. But anyhow, <laughs> I remember sitting there for a couple songs and like, putting out the notes and that was fun and then I remember composing my own stuff so I think I was a kid that would regular be more free form than like hey you really need to practice this so as an adult um just the other day I was in the basement and I was doing laundry and our uh, washer and dryer in the basement where the keys are and I was like you know what I'm stopping today it was one of those like I am I was really busting it to get all my my Saturday chores done but in order to go upstairs, I have to pass the piano. So I was like, I'm just going to stop. And I played Over the Rainbow and a couple other ones this weekend. And um, yeah, that's something as a kid that I think was tedious or however you phrased it. And as an adult, I'm like, no, it's fun to sit down. And for me, it's a little challenging because those that muscle memory of even reading, you know, just blind reading, cold reading music um, it challenges something in my head and, and just f- like brings back a memory and reminds me, especially with those ledger lines where you have to kind of think a little bit of what note is this. Um, yeah. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah, That's what comes that to mind with me. Great would be answer. Piano actually. practice. Great answer. Yeah. I, I'm thinking for my answer, I had to think about this because there's a lot of things that you do as a kid that you don't really like that you like that, that you like as an adult like, um, you know, food, I get excited about certain foods, whereas a kid, I'm like, broccoli, eh. but, you know, broccoli with, uh, you know, some garlic butter, that that's good stuff right there, you know. Um, also, like, I think reading is so much more enjoyable as an adult because you get to choose what mm, to read. That's true. As opposed to, you know, hey, you have to re- read the Red Badge of Courage or you have to read Macbeth today or something like that. And I think you're forced to read classics but also might not be something that you're really interested in so my answer i'm thinking it's going to be writing so as i just distinctly remember in middle school we had to write these things called prompts so the teacher would give us hey you have to write about this and then you'd have to do you know opening paragraph three supporting paragraphs and then a conclusion and you had to turn them in it was like a different prompt every single day it was horrible and um you know the teacher was just trying to get you to support your you know, opinions or get you to sort of think outside the box a little bit. And I used to hate that. Uh, same thing with book reports. And it's like, oh, man, we got to imagine being the teacher and you're reading, you know, 25 kids, you know, take on a book that you've read a thousand times. It's like, I guess at a certain point, you're like, eh, I, don't, I don't know, yeah, pass A, B, change this. Um, but I think as an adult, I really enjoy writing. I love um, using words to tell a story that um, I couldn't tell uh, when I was younger because I didn't know how to use the imagery or the descriptive nature of of the verbs or the adjectives of trying to come across of, of what I'm trying to say. 
And then also putting things together, like different types of quotes that I use on my social media stuff. I, I really enjoy that. So I think writing would be my answer. I've always enjoyed playing the drums. I am a drummer and I enjoy playing the drums. So I've never really struggled with that. I mean, listen, nobody likes to practice. Okay. Um, but sometimes the discipline of practice helps you master the thing that you're trying to, to work at. So on the left side of the couch over here, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we practice a little bit more than the right side, but you know, it's, uh, it's okay. And that's okay. You know, my goal was never to become a concert pianist as a child. Yes. Therefore recreational piano was just fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. It's all about your goals, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, Jules, I'm going to go, I'm going to double up here because why we're thinking of, of in the, in the thinking mode, okay. because I'm going to go deeper on this one. All right. I'll just keep my thinking cap on as they okay. say. All right. You ready? So you have multiple jobs. Obviously you are mm-hmm. a mom, first and foremost, a wife. Uh, you have a day job that is all consuming. Um, you are a photographer and you're a content creator, obviously a podcaster. So my question is, how do you balance being a working professional and still be a quality human at home, whether that's being a great mom or um, a loving wife, how do you how do you balance that? And also, what advice would you give our listeners out there that maybe are struggling with that? Because that's a question that I really can't answer. Um, I mean, I can, but I'm not a working mom, so maybe share some insight on that. Yeah, that's a great question, Rick. And, you know, I'll tell you, it's one I get a lot from either people who are around my age bracket, either have kids or don't or whatever. You know, there was a movie years ago um, called, I think it's called How Does She Do It or something like that. I'll, I'll find it in the show notes. But what was interesting of that movie is and one thing it, it showed very obviously in the the lead role hey it's not just me there's a lot of support that feeds into what I do and as a mom who works outside the home when I, the kids were real young we had miss whoever it was I mean different seasons of our child care providers that helped the secret in the sauce there's a few one is lean on your partner Because, you know, if you have that, if you do have a partner, for me, I get strength from you in so many ways. I'll give an example. This morning, I'm in my office, and I know you're probably like, I didn't do this for this to be on the pod, but it's going to be on the pod. I'm in my office. My office happens to be at the very back of a building with glass windows. And I'm in the middle of a very stressful project at the moment. My husband knows this. He knows I'm under a deadline. He knows I have less than two weeks to get a massive undertaking accomplished. And he knows that I'm in the middle of this. I look out my window and I thought maybe it was just a college student walking by who went for a run or something. And I I look closer and I'm like, that's my husband. (laughs) Kind of peeks under the window a little bit. I have um, retractable blinds and I'm like, he's there. And then I see an iced coffee and a Chick-fil-A bag. And I just was like, praise God. He is so good. (laughs) Like both the Lord is good to me. And my husband is good to me. Chick-fil-A makes any day better. And that one moment. And I just kind of pointed to the side door, like, Hey, I have one minute and thank you. And I gave him a kiss and I was like, thank you so much. And it really meant the world to me. So 
I point that out to say, like I said, there are people that make all that I've done in one day come together. And sometimes it's a supportive gesture that comes from you that feeds me in a way mentally and emotionally to make me go, okay, I can do this. It's one of those scenarios where I think every day presents its own challenges. Um, I'm not perfect at any of it. There are days where I really struggle and maybe I was a great employee, but, um, you know, maybe not the best, most patient mom that night. Or maybe you and I were packing lunches and I was like, you know, snippy about something or whatever. Um, Not one day do I do everything perfectly, but I think when it comes down to it is leaning on people who can help you, which has taken me a really long time to grasp because I you know, deem myself superwoman some days where I'm like, no, I don't need anybody's help. I got all of this and I can do it and I can do that. And yeah, why not? Let me, oh, you guys need a volunteer to bake something? Sure, whatever. And you think you can take it on. But in my now on my fourth decade on this planet, I have learned that sometimes it takes a very good friend sending a text that makes you smile or a husband who does something kind or our daughter my gosh, she is the light to my day. She is the joy. And, you know, tonight I, pl- I squeezed in playing checkers with our son and, you know, just so I don't know. There is no secret. There is no special sauce. I think what it comes down to it and the advice I would have is pay attention to what fuels you and allow that to happen as much as it can. So that could mean mm, that's good. I had a couple students, a couple college students, and they knew because I had a note on my door and I, I often, 97% of the day, I keep my door wide open. I said, you know, Miss Julie, what have you been doing today? And I'd explain just the, you know, brief, brief uh, from as much as I wanted to share with college students what I was into. And I said, look, you, you ladies may not be seeing too much of me. And it was interesting because she was, one of those students was walking by and she was like, she was like, hey, are you a Christian? like out of nowhere and I was like actually I am and she goes well I was gonna leave some words of wisdom but then I thought maybe I'll leave you scripture too I'm like sure I said and if I weren't that wouldn't offend me at all by the way I said because your intention is to pass along something positive and I you know whatever your background whatever it is if your intention is something to leave something kind for me that's so awesome so you know that fuels me so I don't know I would just say look for Wait, look for things that fuel you would be my advice. And um, I also had a coworker of mine tell me, don't forget to eat. She told me that today. Don't forget to eat. Also, it's okay to like tonight, I just whipped up a quick meal kit for you for dinner, you know, and I know you were grateful for that. It didn't take me much at all. I didn't make it from scratch, but hey, it's something, right? So yeah, yeah, just good. Just look for opportunities to fuel yourself and, um, Maybe stop and think beyond yourself. I think that that's really good advice. Think beyond yourself because we get so all consumed in how stressful our days are. Yeah. Especially lately, as I shared, being deep into a project, um, it can get really mentally draining and daunting. And uh, yeah, it's it's hard to do, but that would be my advice. Yeah, you know, I I heard this quote the other day. It was, uh, you know, I want my family to have the best of me, not the rest of me. And, uh, you know, instead of continuing to pour out, you know, everything that you have for everyone else, you need to do that for yourself and you need to do that for the ones that uh, you you care about the most. 
And that's really hard. You have to be intentional with those things too, because, you know, it's like when you're at your job, somebody, whether you work for yourself or, or work for a boss or, or a leader, somebody is always, you know, looking in on you. You're serving somebody, uh, whether again, whether it's your boss or even if you're self-employed, you're serving your clients. So some, there's accountability there. Right. But when we get home, we feel like, well, nobody's watching. So, you know, I can put my feet up or I can leave my, you know, wet towel on the ground or, you know, I don't have to play with my kids checkers. I can just, you know, zone out on my phone or whatnot because there's no one there to say, Hey, you know what? You should be like making memories with your kids. So you have to be really intentional with your time. I think that is, uh, I guess that's the advice that I would give. Uh, and again, I'm not a working mom. Um, working dad, of course, but, uh, you know, that's what I would say and be intentional, you know? And also one thing that, that I do, we talked about this, I think way early on the podcast is just leaving stuff in the car from work, you know, making that transition from work to home, like leaving that junk in the car. Even if you have to sit in your car for 15, 20 minutes, I've done that before where I just need to kind of get it out or make another phone call or call a friend just to make that transition. So when I walk in, I'm not, frustrated or upset or nervous or have anxiety from work or things that, you know, aren't going right there. Um, so just be intentional. Make sure that your family has the best of you, not the rest of you. Yeah. I like that quote. That's not mine. No, I like that's it. a great quote, though. I, I feel that. I feel that very deeply these days. And it's something that I'm, I'm really trying to work on. Uh, one quick thing is time management is key to everything. Bedtimes are important <laughs> if you're you're having kids and and just being consistent in something, whatever it might be. You might not be perfect at it, but yeah, yeah I like that. There's that. All right, I'm gonna circle around. Earlier, I was talking about candy and and memories and kind of your favorites. I want to take it back because for some reason on the Victory Couch we like to talk about nostalgic things. And um, listeners, I hope you enjoy it. I guess you do. So I have just a quick question when it comes to home and when I say home I mean in this case your childhood home what's one dish or one meal that reminds you of home tuna noodle casserole okay why does that make you think of home (sighs) what's the connection it's just the best dish ever because wow it's easy it was fast it wasn't spaghetti had the fancy like twirly noodles and it was simple. Your My, mom made it, I assume? Any, anybody, we all could make it. It was that did easy to make. Did you make tuna noodle casserole? At some point, I'm sure I did. I don't specifically remember the date and time, but it's not hard to make. Okay. But, so it's You've good. also shared on the pod that you don't like fish. I am so not a fan of fish. the fact that your number one dish that makes you think of home is tuna. Tuna. Noodle, noodle casserole. Well, you learn something about your husband of 16 it years every day. It blows my mind. Um, I do remember you talking about this way back in the day. Yes. I have never had tuna noodle casserole, mainly because I don't care for tuna fish. Isn't it tuna fish that's in there? Yeah. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. Yeah. I couldn't do that. I'm sorry. Yeah. I assume but it's I like kind it. of a creamy dish with like veggies and stuff. Yeah, no veggies. Oh, just noodles? I mean, you can, there's multiple ways to make it. Oh, but okay. Yeah. I've, of course, heard of it. I'm American, yeah. but I've never... That, you know. I would say, or... Or can of mushroom, cream of mushroom soup. Okay. Um, over top of rice, peas, and hamburgers. hamburgers. You're, you're 
Bubble yeah. Bubble used to do that. And you, you, you can, you can separate it <laughs> as I used to as a kid, but then I got older, I would like cut it up and mix it all together. And, uh, anytime you mix something together, my grandfather would call that goulash. goulash I remember. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that's not, re- that's not really what goulash is, no. but you know, he would always call it, Hey, mix it all up. That's spaghetti and meatballs. Come on. My, my well, grandfather was an Italian, Italian chef, yeah. you know, just, uh, yeah, that's, you can't beat that. So, uh, yeah. And chicken, I think every time I think at one point, I think during middle school, I think I told my mom, I said, if we have chicken one more time, <laughs> we're going to grow feathers, you know, and she, she would all, we would always have chicken, always, mm-hmm. always have chicken. And when we go out uh, we would have Kentucky fried chicken and we go to the <laughs> mall, we'd have, um, Chick-fil-A when it was my dad's turn to, uh, to buy. <laughs> So yeah, those are those are the dishes. Mm. But there's so many good ones. Buttered noodles. Oh my goodness, I could go on and on, but I I won't I won't buy. Uh, yeah, I have just a quick add-on. What do you think our kids would say? What dish makes them think of home? Mm. What do you think? Man, that's a tricky one. Um, I don't know. Probably. I was thinking tacos. Tacos. Because it's like the yeah. only dish that everyone really likes. Yeah, tacos. I would say tacos. Which is funny. Julie's tacos are I think delicious. that's what they might say when they're old. If I say, what dish makes you think of home in our house? They would probably say taco night. I, I yes. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Do you want to know mine from childhood? You know Nostalgia? I do. Okay. Do you want to take a guess at all? Oh, um, I would say apple chicken. Yes. Yes. You're awesome. That is one of them. There's two. Um, the other I one is pretzel jello or something. Oh, like that. that's good. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I love pretzel jello. Um, apple chicken, definitely. If you're yes. curious of what apple chicken is, it's I believe my my aunt Joyce's recipe. I think originally, but it's um it's boneless chicken, um but boneless chicken breast with um like literally it's just dipped in egg and butter. And then it has, I'm not going to give you all the secrets. But Here's it the has thing. Julie's, Julie's family yeah. is very, very stingy <laughs> with the recipes because her mom made this cheesecake once it's and incredible. it was on freaking believable. Yeah. I mean, it was like Cheesecake Factory good. But better. And I was like, hey, Mm-mm. Joy, nope. like, what do you do? What do you? And she Mm-mm. was going like, oh, you got it. There's like seven, seven eggs, eggs and you got to uh-huh. whip it and you whip it yep. for like... 45 minutes and I'm like oh, awesome like so what's in it she goes oh, I can't tell you I'm like what yeah. do you mean you can't tell me so anyway I a couple weeks ago when she was here I said joy now listen you're getting a little older okay and I'm not trying to rush life but if something <laughs> would happen not. something would happen can you promise me that, that the, cheesecake the cheesecake recipe <laughs> would end up at our house so funny what did and she say she would not comment on that no I'm sure she wouldn't yeah we are I think we've always been that way um, so you can't say what's in the apple chicken, no. but it's delicious. There's a breading on the outside. It is good. There's some cheese involved. It's delicious. One of my favorite dishes from um, childhood. I have two other ones. Okay. One is um, broccoli salad. Yes. You yeah, like, like my salad. mom's broccoli salad. It's better than the rest. Better than the rest. And um, the last one is a food I don't like, but it reminds me of home, and that's birok, which is a... German dish, if you're German, hmm. you know exactly what I'm talking about, but it's like cabbage and ground beef. And uh, my brothers would request it when they grew up and came back home. They'd be like, hey, mom, can you make birok? Because it's, you know, made from scratch and takes a little prep. And she does her own dough and all that kind of stuff. 
and I don't like the smell of it, but it does <laughs> remind me of home. <laughs> so nice. yeah, beer rock, uh, broccoli salad and apple chicken, which is my favorite dish. Okay. My here we makes. go. I'm going to put a bonus question out here. Okay. So when you went out to dinner as a kid mm-hmm. or lunch or whatever, mm-hmm. what's, what's the, what's the top restaurant? What was your go-to restaurant? It was called Morrison's Cafe in Annapolis. It was like one of those, um, if you're from the South, it was like uh, oh, K&W. It was kind of like that. Hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, in yeah. Myrtle Beach. We didn't go out a lot. We're, our kids are super privileged. They eat out way, way more yeah, than I ever did in right. a million years. For us, it um, was um, Ping's, Ping's Restaurant. So May every- I ask what type of cuisine that was? Is it a Chinese restaurant? Yes. Okay, all right. So every Sunday after church, mm-hmm. we would go to Ping's, we would go in there, and we would all order tea, hot tea. Mm-hmm. We would have the, um, um, you know, fried rice and uh, also the uh, egg rolls. So anyway, but yeah, Ping's restaurant. Mm-hmm. It's now where the um, Lowe's is. So no Ping's anymore. Mm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's it. That's the last question I had. That's the last question. So time to get to the uh, couch crumbs. Couch crumb Julie, what do you got for I your couch crumbs? I have two crumb? this week. Okay. I'm bringing you two. The first one I already alluded to, and that is work stressor projects. Yes. And the second thing is before I was headed out of town to do a family photography session for the fourth year in a row for a family that drives from um, the DC area, like Bethesda area um, to meet me kind of halfway to do a session. I was trying to, you know, be that mom that spends time with their kids and, you know, finishes the laundry and I'd finished the laundry and I had like 15 minutes to do something. And so I threw a football with our son and do you know what happened? I do know, but these guys can't see it. So tell Um, everybody my finger swollen people. I jammed my mother uses the word stoved i don't know which term would be correct yeah but um yeah my wedding ring finger i in fact had to take my engagement band off because it was uh not i would say healthy to keep that on uh because i was fearful that it would not come off my band is on and eh, it's not looking great but it's gone from super massive to medium massive and it is bruised so yeah it's I have pretty swollen. gnarly jules yeah it's swollen and i can bend it so it's not broken um, but yeah jammed a finger playing football with our son when i only had like 10 minutes and i 10 15 minutes and i spent that and within seven minutes <laughs> that's what happened yeah i'm eager for that not to happen and in fact tonight Dylan was singing a song that she's working on for musical theater and there's some snaps in it. And I went to snap. Oh yeah. And you know, when you snap, you actually use the motion of your ring finger, believe it or not. Huh? You you feel it starts to come down and I did a snap without thinking about it and ouch. So yeah, that's mine. What's your couch crumb this week? Wow. That certainly is a, is a crummy crumb. That's for sure. It's a swollen crumb. It's a swollen crumb. Yep. So mine um, it's, it's, it's kind of a piggyback off some of the other episodes we've been doing. I've been really enjoying golf. So last week I hit golf balls twice at the range, right? Is this in addition to the last yeah. time you talked yeah. about it? Good it's job. serious, man. Good job, hon. It's That's serious. Great. I'm, I'm, I'm getting back to my PGA form. <laughs> so anyway, um, but my couch crumb is it's getting oh. cold now. Oh. So my love of golf will have to wait 
till next season. You might be able to squeeze in yeah, one more time. Maybe we'll two. squeeze it in. Yeah. We'll squeeze it in somewhere. Yeah. What's so. the flip? What's your prop? Well, for me, my prop your feet up moment of the week is I shared my book with a very close friend of mine mm. from the city, for ba- from Baltimore City. Do you want to give him a shout? Yeah. Alfonso Mayo Yay. is his name from Mentoring Mentors, a nonprofit in Baltimore City. We could not be more different, but uh, we connected a while ago, actually. I had him speak in an event um, that I hosted our, our anti-bully prevention Youth Empowerment Day up here in Western Maryland, teaching kids how to uh, stop bullies and, and give them tricks and tips that they could use to uh, redirect uh, a bully and energy and, and, and that kind of thing. And he was uh, a speaker one year, and he was absolutely phenomenal. But anyway, I sent him a copy of the, my book before it was out, uh, the manuscript, and he, he just fell in love with it. And uh, he wrote me an amazing testimonial mm. that I potentially can use. And uh, it's a good dude right there. Yeah, I've I've met him one time. He came to our house. And I'll never forget the day I met him because he said something really profound and encouraging. And you can tell that he is gifted in working with specifically young people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll never forget what he said to our son. Do you mind if I share for a quick sure. second? Sure. He said to our son who loves sports, he had said, hey, man, you know, and I think Law was maybe in fourth grade or something. And then he said, hey, man, uh, you know, what do you want to do when you get bigger? What are you, what are you hoping to do? And I think he said he wanted to be a professional baseball player at the time. And he said, that's great. That's so awesome. He's like, that is so awesome. What are you going to do after that? So he took it as a, you know, not like, you know, some adults are like, yeah, buddy. Well, good luck. He didn't say that. He said, that is so awesome. Like, I'm encouraging, you know, very encouraging. And he followed up with, what are you going to do after that? Mm, yeah. And I have remembered that ever since. And I repeat that to Lawson because he can he can reach very, I I believe, if he wants to, achieve something amazing in some type of athletic sport that he's interested in soccer, baseball, whatever. I believe he can do it. I also know that our bodies only hold up so long and the follow-up question of what are you going to do after that was just awesome. So what a great strong guy. I'm so glad that he's uh, had a copy of your book and, and that he's, uh, you know, going to help the, uh, the folks in, in Baltimore City maybe learn about it too. That's cool. Yeah, I always say that life's always better with a little mayo is what my uh, my <laughs> quote. Uh, yeah, so if you're on LinkedIn specifically, he's doing a lot of great things. Last year, he actually asked me to speak at his event that he has mm-hmm. in the fall, and it was the same day uh, as uh, my marathon. Yeah. So I, I had to pass on it. And uh, honestly, up until about two weeks out, I was going to try both. to do both. I remember. I was going to yeah. try to figure that out. Yeah. Um, but uh, one was in Baltimore and my race was in D.C. and it, it was just not going to yeah, work. Yeah, battle of the beltways on that one. It would have been too tight. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. What about you? What's your prop your feet up moment okay. of the week? Okay. Well, this is also kind of pulling from something from, I think, last week's um, episode. I talked about how I was bummed out that we hadn't had a date night in a while. Yes. In a matter of days, we get to go on a really awesome date night. And I'm very oh, much yeah. looking forward to it. That's that, That's this week? That's this week. Oh, yeah. yes. I know. Something to look forward to. That's yes. the carrot. Um, we're seeing a comedian that we love. I'll just say that. And also, I have two. Um, that, and I just want to throw out that I have two friend lunches coming up that I'm looking forward to. So Friend lunch. Friend lunches. Mm. 
peppered into the week. So I needed with my, uh, you know, I almost ordinarily I'd be like, I don't have time for that, but no, I'm, I'm making time for that. So. You got it. You got to get it in. There you go. That's my problem. Well, I think that's everything for the week. We are officially 21 in. We've uh, we've shared some stories of growing up and, and does it feel like twenty one in? It does <laughs> no. not feel like it. Feels it feels like ten episodes maybe, but yeah, we're here. You guys have been with us since the summer, and we are dare I say not too far out from the holiday season and all those things. And I'm gonna just share this. We do have a couple fun things in your future victory couch podcast listeners. We have some things that we are looking forward to sharing with you all around the holiday season, maybe a couple surprises along the way. Ooh, yes, we and, do. And uh, we're, we're going to make it fun. We're going to continue to bring the joy. We're going to share our victories. And um, Well, don't forget, too, if you are enjoying our content, to, to, get, to leave us a review. You got, you got to do that. We would love it, guys. Just yes, Apple Pod. I'm just going to put it out there. Apple Podcast. Yes. That would be fantastic. It's simple. It's, it's so easy. Simple. You click the five stars. You say how Tell amazing why. we are or, or not. not. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Maybe not. If, if you've made it this far yeah, yeah. And, and you're, you're listening, you're chances are you're, you're a five star. And I we wonder, would love it. Here's the other thing too. Yeah. I wonder if we have anyone out there that's listened to every single episode. I'm sure we do. There's got to be. Right? All 21? Yeah. Who's made it 20? If you've made it 21 episodes. Yeah. yeah we definitely want to know. We want to know your story. What do you most enjoy? What are you What are you connecting with? Um, yeah, we just, we love, guys, we're loving your feedback. We're loving when you reach out to us over email or, you know, if you connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, any any of the places. We love hearing from you guys. And, and we do read, you know, we read what you put out there. So stay in touch. Let us know what's going on. Until next week, thank you for being with us. We are going to be up to 22 next, which is crazy. And one of my favorite numbers, too. Not 19, but it's still an awesome number. I just want to say thank you all. We are in year 22 as well. So, hey, you never know. It should be some good stuff. Hope you guys have a good rest of the week. Thank you for sticking with us. And until then, encourage those around you and share the victories with your loved ones. We'll do the same. See you guys. Have a great day. We are Rick and Julie Rando, and you've been listening to the Victory Couch podcast. You can follow the Victory Couch on Instagram, Facebook, and thevictorycouch.com. Count your lessons, your blessings, and your victories. We'll save a seat for you right here next time on the Victory Couch.